I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, August 31st. The Four River Bridge will be lit up in gold lights tomorrow evening to mark Childhood Cancer Awareness Month in memory of Esther Earl of Quincy, who died in 2010 at the age of 16 after battling thyroid cancer. The This Star Won't Go Out Foundation, which Esther's mother Lori founded in her daughter's memory, worked with the State Department of Transportation to light the Four River Bridge, as well as the Zakem and Longfellow Bridges in Boston and the Burns Memorial Bridge in Worcester. The foundation provides financial support for families who are facing childhood cancer. Esther developed a friendship with young adult author John Green and was an inspiration for his book, The Fault in Our Stars, which was also turned into a movie. An employee of a cleaning company contracted by the MBTA was taken to a hospital after an incident involving a red line train at the Alewife station in Cambridge yesterday. The woman was cleaning the train shortly before noon when her foot slipped off the edge of the open doorway while she was backing up. The woman's leg became caught between the platform edge and the train, which was not moving. Emergency crews responded, and the woman who was not identified was taken to a local hospital to be evaluated. She was said to be conscious and alert. Earlier this year, 39-year-old Robinson Leyland of Boston died on April 10th when he got his arm stuck in the doorway of an inbound red line train at the Broadway station and was dragged to his death. According to the National Transportation Safety Board's preliminary report, Leyland tried to exit the six-car train through the side passenger door of the rail car as the train doors were closing and his right arm became trapped in the doorway. The train then departed the station, dragging Leyland along the platform about 105 feet and then onto the surface below near the tracks. Federal Transit Administration officials will discuss the findings of the agency's safety management inspections of the MBTA and the T's State Safety Oversight Agency, the Mass Department of Public Utilities. A news conference about the findings is scheduled to start at 10.30 this morning, after which the FTA will release its report and post those documents on its website. The report and the orders it contains are the result of a Federal Transit Administration safety management inspection launched earlier this year. It is only the second probe of its kind ever pursued by the FTA. In May, when the FTA announced its review, the agency sent a letter to T General Manager Steve Poftak saying they were extremely concerned about the pattern of safety incidents, citing derailments, train collisions, grade crossing fatalities, and incidents that have endangered both T employees and its passengers. Investigators concluded that the bulk of their work in June and at the time the FTA issued four directives containing numerous orders for immediate action. Those orders included improving staffing at the Operations Control Center, which dispatches subway trains, 
MRT officials were forced to slash subway service until staffing could be improved. Poftax says the FTA probe was also an impetus for the 30-day shutdown of the Orange Line. That project is intended to address a long list of maintenance and safety concerns, including replacing over 3,500 feet of 38-year-old track. The replacement of two crossovers, repairs along the southwest corridor of the line, and installation of upgraded signal systems. Authorities investigated a bomb threat at Boston Children's Hospital last night, which was later ruled a false alarm. A call reporting the threat came in at around 8 p.m. Boston Police spokesman David Estrada said officers arrived at the hospital about 9.20 p.m. and closed off an area of Longwood Avenue. The scene was cleared around 10 o'clock. Police did not immediately provide any further details. The hospital has faced threats of violence after its staff earlier this month connected to gender-affirming care that the facility offers to transgender youth. It's unclear if this is related to last night's threat. The Democratic race for state attorney general dwindled to just two candidates yesterday when Quentin Palfrey officially suspended his campaign and endorsed Andrea Campbell, who will face off against fellow Democrat Shannon Liss-Reardon in next Tuesday's primary. Palfrey, a former assistant attorney general and 2018 Democratic candidate for lieutenant governor, said that Campbell, a former Boston city councilor who ran unsuccessfully for mayor last year, will continue the legacy of attorney general Mara Healy and be a fighter for justice for all. Healy is running for governor in the Democratic Party, leaving an open race for attorney general. Her only opponent dropped out of the campaign, virtually assuring her the nomination. Healy has endorsed Campbell, as have four prior state attorneys general, Senator Ed Markey and Senator, uh, rather Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. If elected in November, Campbell would be the first black woman to hold the office in Massachusetts. Liz Reardon, a workers' rights attorney, has the endorsement of Senator Elizabeth Warren, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, and former acting Boston Mayor Kim Janey. Whoever wins will face off against Republican Jay McMahon, a trial attorney, in the November election. Some people getting federal student loan relief in Massachusetts might have to pay state taxes on it. The White House announced last week it's canceling up to $20,000 in federal student loan debt for millions of Americans. The Biden administration said that money would not be considered income on federal taxes, but... According to an analysis from the Tax Foundation, an independent tax policy nonprofit, 13 states might consider it taxable income, including Massachusetts. For those getting $10,000 of federal student debt relief in Massachusetts, they might have to pay up to $500 in state taxes. The Mass Department of Revenue is still trying to figure out if there will be a tax bill for borrowers. A recent state law prevents certain student loan forgiveness from being taxed-like income, but it's not clear yet if the Biden plan qualifies for that. Well, the 12th annual candlelight vigil to remember those lost to overdose and substance use disorder will be held tonight at 7 o'clock on the Hancock Adams Common in Quincy Center. 
Everyone is welcome to attend. There will be no substance abuse resources available, as organizers say they want the vigil to be about the victims. The event will be moved to the auditorium at Quincy High School in the event of rain. Early voting continues at Quincy City Hall through Friday for next Tuesday's state primary. Early voting is taking place in the Great Hall at Old City Hall daily from 8.30 to 4.30. This Friday is the last day to cast an absentee ballot at City Hall. And mail-in ballots are due at the city clerk's office by next Tuesday at 8 p.m. There is a ballot drop box located outside of City Hall. A check of business news this morning, and stocks are down again. The Dow lost 308 points. The Nasdaq off 134, and the S&P fell 44. Asian stocks followed Wall Street lower. The dollar's down. The euro rose. Oil at $92 a barrel. Sports. Minnesota beat the Red Sox 10-5. They're back at it in Minnesota tonight at 740. The National Weather Service forecast for today. Morning showers and maybe a downpour, but then clearing. Warm and still humid, a high of 85. For tonight's clear, a low 70. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and drier, high of 80 degrees. Friday, mostly sunny, high of 77. Partly sunny Saturday, high of 81. The boater waves about a foot. Southwesterly winds at 5, becoming westerly later today, up to 20 knots, and a high tide right before 3 p.m. Sunrise at 6.08, set at 7.19. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, August 31st.